Welcome to Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Stories That Shape Us is a daily podcast where I share my perspective on how different experiences influence our view of self, how we interact with others, and how we show up in the world. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Stories That Shape Us. My name is Joanna Daniel. Thank you for watching. I I really appreciate you watching, liking, commenting on the videos. So there's this this series that I'm doing. It's how to heal from spiritual trauma and not lose your faith. And over the last two days, I was highlighting some of the ways that this, the the way that this trauma might play out. And yesterday I talked about the leader that is narcissistic or has narcissistic traits and some of the things that might demonstrate that this is what this is and I've I, and I always encourage that you find safe spaces safe communities where you can be where you can relax and where you can worship in peace I, I like to say to people that go to a church where your nervous system is relaxed because it's it's so important that we have communities that we can relax in where we're not feeling judged where where there is responsibility taken where people take ownership where people you know, it's it's interesting because sometimes people like to talk about vulnerability, but they don't really know how to do it. Um, and people who don't know how to take ownership or even ownership, not only necessary ownership in the sense that I've done something wrong and I'm going to take ownership of it, but ownership in the sense of I was hurt and I'm owning my feelings of hurt. And I'm owning this feeling of hurt and I'm letting you know that you've hurt me so that the person who hurt can you know apologize and so that forgiveness can be given and received and and things can move on without the block sometimes when ownership is not taken there's never the honest conversation that is really vital for healing and for really moving forward and so people have a bitterness for for years people side eye and undermine and talk about others without going and saying I'm taking ownership of this you hurt me when you did this and I just wanted you to know um and you know it's through that process of being honest and working through the hard places that your congregation is going to become close it, it, we 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 do through mission and we do through prayer but for me prayer is a thing that fosters vulnerability. And if we're praying together, we're, I'm knowing about you and you're knowing about me, there's no way I'm praying with anyone that I can't be honest with. If I, if I don't trust you enough to be honest with you, I won't pray with you very long because it's going to mean that I'm having to protect myself and, and that takes too much work. Um, it just needs to be in a relationship where honesty can, can happen. And Sometimes that won't be an overnight process. It takes a while for people to relax enough to to do that. So if that's what, if you require that and the the space that you're in, everybody's closed. That means everybody's people are critical and judgmental and it's not the right place for you. Don't give up on your faith. Give up on that congregation and find one where you can. And sometimes you might have to go shopping a little bit but I promise that you will find a place where you are relaxed and okay. Uh, so today I'm talking about the getting over a church, the, the get over a church. You know, the, the congregation just says, 
whatever is going on with you, just get over it. Just get over it. Just, just get over it. Just pray harder, pray longer, pray more, accept, attend more prayer meeting, just get over it. So you might struggle, for example, with mental health or any issues, and the, the comeback will always be just get over it. You might be in debt, get over it, plan better, budget more, never mind, you don't earn enough, help me to earn enough, and help me, you might not have even have the skills to budget, help me to do it, not don't talk about me, don't, don't side high me, don't undermine me, don't shame me. Just help me with this thing that I don't understand what you're talking about. Or um, you might be either sometimes the get over it is not only through words, but through dismissive attitude, through dismissive attitude. Um, I shared once that we were attending a church and I thought I, I didn't want to fight. I just so I we just left and went somewhere else. And um, somebody said to me, you know, we used to go there. Um, and we had trouble and we went back and, you know, people are different. You should just forgive. Oh, hmm. <laughs> because it's not a matter of forgiveness, right? Forgiveness is not the issue. Forgiveness is not, never the issue with me because I made a promise to forgive everyone for everything. Now that might be a journey, but I'm forgiving. I'm going to forgive you. I am. I'm going to forgive you. I'm not holding anything against you, but I also will have to acknowledge that you haven't done any work and you might not have changed. And therefore, even though I've forgiven you, I might not be safe with you. So that's the thing that, you know, it's, it's the get over it attitude. Just get over it. Just forgive and come back. Just get over it. And it's very, I know if you are, if you're from the get over a church and you got you got over it in the sense that you forgiven but the people hadn't changed and therefore you knew that they weren't safe enough to worship with this might be really hurtful for you when you miss you may miss lots of people there you may miss worshiping there you may you may have spent many years serving in that congregation and now you can't you you might drive past several times and look and or you might not even be able to go to that side of town because you don't want to see anybody and you don't want to run into anyone because of the pain spiritual trauma really runs deep and so if you are in the position where you've been hurt I want you to know that God knows and he understands and I'm not a theologian I I never pretend to be and I don't have access to God that anybody else don't have right but I know him that's one thing. I know who he is, right? So I know that's, that that is not reflective of his character. I don't know how, I don't care how many Bible scriptures they know. I don't care how many, how much they talk about, because oftentimes people, know, it's not how much you know, it's how much you live that makes the difference. So the getting over it dismissive attitude, sometimes they get over church, misuse scriptures to bully you into silence. You might want to disclose abuse and they misuse scriptures to bully you into silence. That's gaslighting. So they get over a church of a lot of harmful, toxic traits as well. So they might manipulate people into believing that they're wrong, that the things that you're experiencing, you didn't experience or you shouldn't have experienced. You shouldn't experience those things that you experience. They teach you to love. They talk it, but they don't live it in action. And they might live in it by 
being kind to the community by giving things away and stuff like that. But when it comes to you who sit right beside them, there is none of that happening. There is none of that happening. A couple of years ago, I did a series on, I think it's on love. Um, and that was, that was so amazing. What I learned about love and what I saw demonstrated as love and the journey that I took in learning how to love people who express their faith different to me, who look different to me, who make decisions differently, who experience God in a different way and express that differently, how to just be open to, to loving people and not use a narrow measurement to, to, to measure. Cause I, I'm, I, we shouldn't be measuring anyone because we're not the standard we are not but there are people who might make you who might make you feel like they are the standard and if you're not doing life the way they do life then you're doing it wrong they are not the standard just remember that so if you're from the get over it church and you've not gotten over it because it was hurtful because you're still in pain because you're still hurting just know that I, once again and i say this i encourage this in every video try and find a church a place where you can heal there are communities that are safe enough for you to heal in or a small group Bible study. But don't don't give up on God because there are people who speak his name verbally, but they're taking it in vain through their lives. And these people are not the standard because they may have been teachers in your congregation. And so your view of God sometimes is entangled with their character. And so sometimes we can feel like because they feel that way and they say it, then God feels it and says it too. But please look at who he, he is. And that's one of the unraveling, the disentangling to do is knowing for yourself who he is so that you can know that that don't look like him. It doesn't look like him. And then you can make a decision based on how who he is, not who your pastor is, the leader is, the popular family at church the popular people at church the in crowd you can know the disparity in how they act and are versus who god is i think reading john is an amazing way to find out who he is and to see his character it's, it's, it's revealed so beautifully in the book of john to and isaiah so you get to and i smile because isaiah is my favorite book and I wrote a whole um, devotional on Isaiah a, a guided journal rather it's called Storm Chaser and it's how to build connection and safety and trust using that book because I I know that's why I work so that my faith is not dependent on anybody nobody's not dependent on God's at the center everything else flow outward from him it's not dependent on anybody so I can walk away from anyone who's teaching something that I'm like mm, I don't agree with that. I don't believe that. I'm not with you on that one. Might be with you on this one, but not on that. And can stand alone because I know who he is. And but you might you might not be there yet, and you might make in your journey there. But it's so it's such a freeing place to be, where you can know that you are learning how to hear the voice of God for yourself. And so and and finally, you can sift through all the other noise and hear his voice hear his there's a quote that i love that says when every other voice is hushed and in quietness we wait before him 
The silence of the soul makes more distinct the voice of God. I hope that you will learn to hear him for yourself and you can make a decision based on what you hear from him. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Stories That Shape Us. I hope you'll join me on the next story.